gold, loyalty programs, and a fourth-generation blockchain, three projects from across the crypto spectrum, all attempting to ambitiously tackle a real-world problem with a blockchain solution. In this episode, you'll meet founders from Hello Gold, Multiversum, and Momentum as we explore together how tokenized economy models could be the new norm for the future. Come along for this journey down the rabbit hole and see what we find there, not just carrots, in this sponsored ICO Spotlight edition of the Bad Crypto Podcast. And welcome to the podcast of Cryptoing Badly. Yeah, we're going to retitle it that. This is Joel Com. Mr. Travis Wright is out of the country with a lousy internet connection. And so uh, I'm here all by myself today. <laughs> I'm so lonely. Come back, Travis. Come back. Come back. Well, I'm not alone because you're here. Thousands of you are here, and we're glad for that. Travis sends his regards, and welcome to this sponsored ICO Spotlight edition of the show. This is not our regular episode. Again, this is a sponsored show in which we have vetted a number of ICOs, companies that are doing some cool initiatives in the blockchain space that we think would be interesting to speak with. And those that we have given the thumbs up to have been given opportunity to pay for a spot to have an interview on the show. And so we've got four companies that we're going to be bringing you today, all doing stuff in four completely different areas. We are being compensated for the time that they are going to be on the show today. And so we just like to be super transparent with you guys uh, so that you know exactly what is going down. And that's what's going down. So we're going to be speaking with the folks from Multiversum, Momentum, and Hello Gold. All the conversations were fascinating to us. And if these companies are able to pull off the and execute that which they say they're going to do, then they could definitely have an impact in the blockchain world. So with no further ado, let's go to the ICO Spotlight interviews. Mr. Travis Wright, I know you are a big fan of blockchain projects, aren't you? Absolutely. You know, there's a lot. There's It's good to get the highway that other people are building on top of, right? So a lot of times we there's different companies out there that, that you're that are just the ones that are building on top of other stuff. But this is a really cool one, right? Well, we're going to find out. It's called Multiversum, M-U-L-T-I-V-E-R-S-U-M dot I-O. And with us today for this next generation blockchain project is the founder, Andrea Taini. It's a nice Italiano name. And you've got to put your hands together like it is, if you yes, can imagine. It's important to make the verse with the hands while pronouncing otherwise it don't seem to be really Italian. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Bad Crypto Podcast. We're glad you're here. Thank you very much. Uh, so why don't you go and give us an overview of, of what Multiversum is then? Uh, well, Multiversum is, a, first of all, a technology. It's a technology to make blockchain more intelligent because we can save uh, more complex data. 
the second thing multiversum is is a way to make easy and cheaper to bring blockchain to organization like firm like governments like financial institution because we are giving libraries that cover all the complexity of developing in blockchain with a higher layer of abstraction and the first thing multiversum is is a blockchain as a service so something that firm will pay while using without having the necessity to develop by themselves with very high cost. So just so for some clarification, what are the four generations of blockchain? Well, we have to define what are the first three. The first one where that really uh, easy blockchain like uh, Bitcoin in which a value was simply moved from one wallet to another. The second generation was about uh, smart contracts, so they introduced Intelligence, it is the generation of Ethereum. The third one deals, because still is the third generation, deals with speed, parallel work. And the first, the fourth generation is about uh, bringing the blockchain in real use case, in real use for firms. So we are dealing with data, with data structures. So we are dealing with method to make blockchain finally globally available for a reasonable price. And, and so what uh, what technology are you then implementing to make this happen? We have found a set, uh, a very complex set of rules uh, that allows relational database to be put in uh, blockchain. So we are using uh, the relationships between kind of different kind of data as first-class citizen of a blockchain. So we cover with blockchain mechanism also relationships. And to do that, we also avoid the cascade, the waterfall update of all the actual of the information that will be generated in case we are going to update a record. Anyhow, uh, if you speak about technology, we are using many technologies, different depending on which level and which component of the whole ecosystem we are developing. The base is uh, Java. Java is uh, very fast, especially when we are dealing with just-in-time technology that uh, makes between the best result for performance. Then we are using also JavaScript. We are using uh, uh, Node.js and a, a lot of our things that I suppose can be very boring for your audience. So you're building you're building your own infrastructure platform, but your token is going to be launched on Ethereum, right? It's an ERC twenty token that I, I assume at some time they're going to be once you get your platform all built out, they'll be um, transferred over to an EMTV token. Yes, uh, EMTV is just a placeholder because we need still time to finally develop all the components of our blockchain. So in the while, we allow people to to exchange it, to make a deal with our token, and uh, the value of our token will be sustained by our engineer work. So we will make a very precise report of all the steps we made, of the efforts, all the task we successfully developed. So we are going to support the value of the token with, with technical work. 
And and it looks like this is um, supposed to be super fast. You're saying on the website that it's uh, 0.2 seconds to transfer funds from one wallet to another. That's super fast. Yes, so it will be very fast because we can't accept that in real world we wait 10 hours like can happen with Bitcoin or 20, 30 minutes like for Ethereum. And, uh, and so we are developing new kind of protocols to have a very fast communication and very fast result. One very important thing is that we are going to allow parallel work. So when require request increase in number, the ledger can be separated in two sub-chain and eventually in four, eight, and so on. And uh, we will be able to serve a very big amount of requests. We have another mechanism that is quite interesting, and is the regionalization of data. So we will divide the data inside the, the ledger in a smaller subcluster. And so only a part of the whole system will deal with a, a particular request for a particular application. And that make parallel work possible and fast and easy. Very nice. Travis, did you look at the, uh, the the graphic here on the page that they have that, I mean, this is, it's a, it's a complex system that covers a lot of space. Decentralized, there's a multi-currency wallet, there's backup nodes, there's biometric data access, fraud prevention, divisible chains. It, it's a lot of uh, information, but all of this should be transparent, right? Yes, it's a lot of things because if we just developed one aspect, we were not the final answer to blockchain request. We wanted to make a very complex package, and so we also are asking quite a lot of money to do everything because we want to give a solution that is here to stay. We don't want to just to give a solution that maybe the inspirational point of start for another ICO. We want to be one of the final solution for blockchain. Now, I, I'm curious about this divisible chains, right? So you did, like, as Joel just mentioned, there's a really interesting graphic on there um, that talks about this. I've not heard anyone mentioning a divisible chain, and I'd like to know what that means. Yeah, I mean that at some point, when requests are very high, one chain is uh, one, one uh, ring of a chain is uh, verified by two rings. So in this moment, two subchain exist, and they will rejoin when only one ring of a chain will verify the hash of the two subchain. This is a mechanism that is very important to allow parallelism. Parallelism is a very important thing because it allows horizontal scalability. Horizontal scalability happens when when you need more computational power, you just put another server beside the old one and both can make parallel work. Our solution is vertical scalability, and this means that when you need more power, you just throw your old server and you buy a bigger one. This is a very bad result that is what 
Bitcoin is actually doing, uh, Ethereum is actually doing that. And uh, this uh, is uh, our answer for the problems of a third generation. But uh, let's say we are both third generation and fourth generation, and uh, we are dealing with uh, quite good success with both problems of that two generations. And so in order to pull off the project that you're, um, you've already got the technology and process here, you're doing a crowdfunding campaign, a token sale. The, uh, the token is MTV, not to be confused with the uh, television network that used to play music videos all the time and now just um, airs crap all around the world. We, are, we apologize to the rest of the world for exporting that nonsense to you. Um, but talk a little bit about the, the ICO and how people participate and what they get. Well, uh, people participating to the ICO get uh, the AMTV, that is just uh, a placeholder. And uh, I don't know, it's really a normal uh, ICO. We just uh, are different from other because we already give a pilot that shows that all our points are really possible to be implemented. Uh, we are giving also a wallet that is uh, fast and safe and very easy to be used. So let me ask you this then about your technology, because you mentioned that you're building it out. How how far are you along with it right now? Do you have any working prototype on this or a beta uh, uh, that's available currently, or is this all being developed post-ICO? No, we already have a prototype that is also already distributed to the user who want to uh, try it. Of course, we would like uh, to to go further because it's a very big project. So we, we need uh, to to give more stability to make it uh, better proven. We want to give it uh, an industrial grade of safeness, and uh, and so we need time. We need uh, almost one and a half year of time to finish all everything, and. Um, Anyhow, our project is very modular, so some parts will be released before other and other are just built on what is already distributed. So people don't have to wait for one and a half year to see results. They will see in three, four, five months maximum. So let's talk about the tokenomics then of this and then the, 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 pre, the pre-sale and the, the ICO that you're doing. Explain to us how the EMTV token works, and are you switching that out for an MTV token later? Is that is that what's happening? Yes, is uh, what is happening. Of course, we are uh, in uh, in a market in which there are some competitors. Between them, there is Ethereum that is very wild used. So we need to the possibility to have our token to move from our ledger to the Ethereum ledger because all the exchange are made with Ethereum mm-hmm. with ARC20 and 23. So we need to have something that can be easily moved from from all wallet to another one. And we made that AMTV that can be not only temporary, but a definitive token that every time we want to go on an existing exchange that didn't implement our interface, they can use the standard Ethereum interface. There will be a mechanism to exchange uh, at one per one 
one uh, MTV for one MTV. MTV can be used in our ledger. EMTV can be used um, in those places that are ARC20 compatible. And we will also develop uh, the contrary. So we also develop uh, a mechanism to allow our token, Ethereum included, to come in our ledger and uh, make transaction within our ledger. So be fast. We will be able to give a new spring uh, to Ethereum and to Bitcoin. The website is multiversum.io. And there's a lot of content there, white paper about the crowdfund, the roadmap, the team. And which, where are you building your community at then, uh, Andrea? Uh, we are building our community in Telegram. And we are having two very big groups. One is for Italian speaking speakers. That is the, our main one in which we started. The, and uh, the second one is the international of course, for us that we are Italian, is much more easy to keep in touch with our founders, with our supporter in Italian. But we are doing a very good effort to to answer all the questions, to be present, and to make discussion, and to make our ideas evolve. Because one of the things you have maybe noticed in white in our white paper is that we use agile technology, so we are always open to change to make things better because um, when uh, we started our development we had uh, some kind of uh, problems and some kind of requirement requirement from the market but in one and a half year we will see that a lot of things will change new challenges will be given and we also want to accept the challenges so we are ready to move our target, to change our target, to include new things and new possibility for our ledger. Yeah, this is exciting. I mean, as we mentioned early on, I, you know, I'm a big fan. The majority of, of, of the companies that I personally invested in are blockchain platforms. And from, you know, doing research on your platform, it looks like, you know, you guys are going to, you know, do some really good stuff. How long uh, is your roadmap? How long until... Uh, your platform will be fully operational? Well, uh, our platform will be fully operational in one, one and a half year. Of course, before we will have many develop, uh, delivery of products, but the end when everything will be made with nuts and bolts, it will be about one and a half year. Excellent. Well, we wish you the best of luck with uh, with your project. Multiversum.io is the website. And thanks for joining and sharing with us today. Thank you very much. If you allow me, I would like just to say that we are starting today a final rush for the pre-ICO. So we are making very special condition in which we make a fixed exchange for Ethereum. If you pay with Ethereum, we change it for $850 because we are strongly believing that the market will recover. Besides, we are going to give 35% of bonus for investors. And last, who invest can have rich prizes till 10 times the number of coins he would normally have received. So that's a good time to invest. Excellent. Well, thanks again and good luck to you. Thank you. Bye-bye.
I'm excited about the guest that I we have here for this segment. His name is Case DeVos. He's the CEO of Momentum. And uh, these guys are working to bring loyalty programs points and more rewards to blockchain to improve on a, a system. Uh, the website is MomentumToken.io for you guys to follow along. Case, welcome to Bad Crypto. Hey, Joel, good to be here. Thank you very much for the invitation. So do I hear, and, and forgive me, is it Aussie or Kiwi? <laughs> none, of, none of the above. It's a, it's a Dutch guy who's been living in the UK for, um, gosh, uh, 20 years or so. Oh, wow. So you're like a, a Heinz 57, mix of this and a mix of that. Bit of, bit of everything. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I'm glad you're here. Um, now, this is not the, the first time that we've had a discussion about loyalty programs on uh, on Bad Crypto. In fact, one token that I'm sure you're familiar with, Gatcoin, was with yeah. us, I believe, in episode number 14 of the ICO Spotlights. And so I'm interested to hear what you're doing and how you differ from uh, your competitors. Yeah, no, um, there's, there's, there's plenty of uh, plenty of loyalty kind of like initiatives on on, on, uh, on blockchain. And what they do mostly is to just kind of like, to, or to just in inverted commas, they translate existing loyalty programs and, and put them on the blockchain. But it doesn't really address one of the biggest challenges that current loyalty systems have, which is um, the fact that they don't offer real value. You know, if you look at, if you look at, um, if you talk to people about um, uh, loyalty systems, they say, how many, you know, do you, do you, do you have uh, loyalty systems? Are you signed up? People say, yeah, absolutely. Um, how many, how many of those do you actually use? And then sort of like they pull a bit of a face and they think and they say like, well, actually none or one or maybe two if you're, if you're lucky. And the reason being is because they're really hard to use. They're really hard to get the value out of. Um, they're really hard to kind of like get, get enough value or enough rewards to actually make it count, um, for you. And, uh, and that's kind of like completely shooting past the original purpose of loyalty systems, which was, you know, uh, which was to build loyal customers and get, you know, customers that were, were, you know, committed to your brand and would spend more with you. And the reality is loyalty programs simply don't offer that. What we do is to basically combine loyalty, the, the, the loyalty on the blockchain, which gives us some example, uh, gives us some benefits such as, you know, allowing uh, customers to, to take loyalty points from one loyalty program and exchange them for points in another program. Uh, program. So it gives us a lot of flexibility between loyalty programs. But also we combine this also with our existing technology. So we are an existing mobile marketing um, solutions uh, solution. And what we allow our customers to do is to take those loyalty points and to use them to convert their consumers. We can we use those loyalty points to activate consumers to support their brands. So we hand out loyalty, pro, uh, loyalty points, not just when people buy, but also when people say, for example, download the app or introduce a brand or a retailer to their friends or go in store or sign up to a newsletter. Anything that helps the brand, you know, we reward their customers for. So you've got some internal rewards as well, and you mentioned that you've got existing technology. So is there already an app out there that you've been using in the non-blockchain world? Yeah, yeah, we work we work with customers today. Um, for example, a customer of ours is uh, is Burger King, 
Um, we work with them in, in Russia in particular, and uh, we use our existing technology to, in particular, you know, do that marketing um, element. We have built for them a kind of like an integration into their loyalty system in order to get you know their loyalty points out and use them to reward their customers. You know, for example, to come into store, for example, to you know introduce their friends. Um, but we want to take that to the next level, and there, that's where blockchain kind of like comes in. We really want to set up a global ecosystem for loyalty points and a global ecosystem that allows consumers to earn, you know, um, loyalty points on one end in the world, to one end of the world, and to actually redeem them, you know, if they wanted to, on anywhere else in the world. And that's what blockchain, you know, partially gives us. So is there then like a marketplace where I can trade loyalty points or do I, you know, with other users or do I just exchange them? You know, I've got I've got loyalty points for, say, you know, Burger King and I want to instead have loyalty points for uh, Kohl's department store or, you yeah. know, something else. How does that work? Yeah, exactly. So we have um, a system. Um, you know, our system runs on the a token called the momentum token. That's kind of like our utility token that fuels the system. If then, say, for example, I don't know, like a Starbucks comes on, we will actually create the Starbucks token for them. And Starbucks then decides how how much value that token is. You know, they will set their own they will set their own price and they will, can use their token in their own ecosystem. They can reward their customers and they can uh, the customers can redeem them, you know, at Starbucks within that ecosystem. However, when that customer then basically says like, yeah, you know, I had enough of Starbucks coffee. I want to go to say Dunkin' Donuts. Um, what we allow them is to take their points out of the Starbucks system, exchange them into momentum. And then from momentum, you know, you basically you buy yourself into the Dunkin' Donuts um, rewards uh, system. So that's, uh, that's how it works. So we will be kind of like, the, the way to exchange your points from one uh, loyalty system onto the next. So, you know, there's some out there that already have these types of partnerships. For example, I'm uh, 1K with United Airlines and I'm also gold with Marriott. And you can, you know, you can exchange points between them because they already have a partnership. But what you're looking to do is bring on board as many of these different companies that don't have an existing relationship. And via the app, you are now connecting them into a relationship. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And there, those can be, you know, you can basically on our system, you can decide that you basically are, are running this on your own and, and won't allow people to exchange from one platform on the or to the next. Um, you can decide, you know, and with a network, with an alliance of, of companies, like for example, you say your um your Marriott and your your airline, you know, you can say like, okay, let them, you know, exchange between those uh, brands, between an agreed set of brands. Or ideally, which ultimately we believe will give the biggest value to both consumers and you know, brands and retailers is to basically make it completely free and completely open and give give maximum flexibility for the consumer to basically earn, you know, points with the brands that they know and love and then, you know, exchange them where they see the most um, value. The uh, the website MomentumToken.io, a lot of content here, including the uh, the white paper, information about the token sale and uh, the team. We're going to talk about a few of those in a moment. But the first thing that jumps out at me is I see prototypes for the application. I understand you've already got the technology that you've rolled out for various clients. How soon before the Momentum wallet would then be available for this process to actually, uh, for people to be able to engage with it? 
Yeah, I mean, that's the second half of this year. So at the moment, it's all about putting the, the blockchain infrastructure in place. One of the first kind of things that we're going to do is to, um, which is going to be really important, really piece of infrastructure for us, is the, um, the user profile storage that is going to be crucial. Um, so that will allow users to store their data on the, uh, the user profile data on the blockchain, have complete transparency over what is stored, um, what kind of information is stored about them, uh, control which retailer can access which part um, of, uh, of data um, and see how that data has been used. That's the first part. So that's uh, aimed to be uh, delivered uh, around the, the, the sort of like the June, July time frame around the summer and then subsequently that's when the um uh the app the wallet is going to come out which is all about kind of like exchanging uh, loyalty points between systems the token is called the momentum token what's the symbol for that going to be case oh the symbol the the, the ticker will be mmtm and uh, the the momentum token um as far as a, a visual we've got some stuff on the telegram uh site and the telegram channel but we'll see how that uh how, we see how that evolves so let, let's talk a little bit about the ico itself then uh, when is that taking place who can participate and what does one get for an eth uh very good question um so at the moment we're in private sale that is going to uh, run until the 23rd of april so uh, officially kicked off on the 24th just a few days um, ago, public sales then going to start on the 26th of April and run until the 25th um, of May. At the moment, the pricing that we have uh, that we have chosen is to pack it against uh, a fiat currency. In this case, the euro. So we're 10 cents um, for each token, which is about 12 dollar cents um, at current exchange um, rates. Um, so ETH, you know, will depend on uh, on the on the day rate of the uh, on the ETH. I haven't checked, to be honest, today. Let's. I'm looking through your uh, your team on here. Maybe we we can't obviously go into everybody, but kind of give us an overview of what makes uh, you guys qualified to make this happen. Yeah, fair enough. I, I that's uh you know one of the one of the things that we one of the pieces of feedback that we get over and over again is that uh, people really appreciate the team that we have assembled, and I have to say we've been very fortunate with the people that we have both in our management team as well as on our advisory boards. Um, I think the, the the big differentiator there compared to maybe some other ICOs, you know, it's it's a team that's assembled of people that have done it all before. They've done it at least once, if not twice, before. And for example, if you you, you look at so like myself and the the founder of the business, you know, I've been uh, in product technology, you know, software enterprise software development for for many 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 years. Um, I used to head up a product for a company, for an e-commerce company called Hybris. So we kind of like have the appreciation of what it takes to make a global, you know, software platform, you know, that, that kind of like scales, that is flexible enough to meet local market demands and so on and so forth. You know, if you, if you look at, for example, Jack Sinclair, our blockchain um, architect is a guy that's been in, you know, deep into blockchain for over six years. Um, and he is, you know, advising Fortune 50 companies on the use of blockchain so we have a really kind of like uh, depth of experience in in our management team and if you then sort of like expand into the advisory board you know you have people like um, Ariel Ludi who's the former CEO of, of, of Hybris he's a big big sales character has got an amazing reputation in sales you know used to be the number two for Salesforce in Europe was working with with Oracle before that um, then obviously at, at Hybris 
we have the founder, the original founder of Hybris Software, um, Carsten Toma on our board, um, a guy that sort of like set up a software business, grew it from zero to um, a $1.5 billion exit when he sold the business to SAP. Um, so great experience there in technology, but then also, you know, into into crypto and blockchain, you know, both from uh, a technology perspective, but also from a marketing perspective. Jonas um, Eckhart is, is on our uh, advisory board from Amazix. Great guy to have on board. Lars Schlichting is probably one of the leading uh, crypto lawyers globally from KPMG. You know, he's working very closely um, with us. Um, Piero from Mastercard. We have uh, a guy. Um, we have Omri, who is a, a mentor at Google. Um, we have people from Intel, ex Amazon. So we have a, we have a, an amazing depth um, and, uh, and and breadth in that advisory board. We're super super proud um, of that. And there's a lot of experience and a lot of connections there that uh, will certainly help to make this uh, make this work. Well, you know, I, I really want to see one or, or more of these loyalty-based uh, blockchain solutions work yeah, because I think this is something a lot of us can relate to. You know, we have these unused points and, you know, they're disparate. You've got cards in your drawer, you've got apps on your phone. And so, um, you know, I wish you well with it. Can you tell us, Case, where you are building your community? I heard you mention Telegram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a number of Telegram groups um, out there at the moment. So um, the main on the main channel is uh, Momentum Token, and then we have uh, spin-offs in Korea, China, Japan, um, a number of others um, that sort of like uh, also um, are up and running with some great following. So in total, we have uh, considering we just started our private sale, we have almost uh, I was doing the numbers earlier today. We almost got five thousand people you know in our community. Um, on top of that, obviously, Twitter, you know, go to Twitter, um, Momentum Token, um, and then on Reddit and uh, and Bitcoin Talk as well. You might even say you've got momentum. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah, it's going well. We're very fortunate. You know, people really, as you say, people really can relate to our proposition. They see that it can affect their life and improve their life. And uh, and the great thing is, is, is it's not just benefiting you know, consumers, the, the, the retailers, the brands that we talk to about this are getting super excited. They see in their current loyalty programs, they see about half of the money that they set aside to the, for this, for, uh, for loyalty programs is actually going to waste. It doesn't give them any return whatsoever. You know, on average, just in the US, every year, about $100 billion in loyalty programs actually goes to waste. It doesn't get used. This is money that, that retailers and brands have to put on their balance sheet, and it doesn't give them any return whatsoever. So to be able to use that money you know, in a different way to actually activate their consumers, to, to turn their consumers into active supporters for their brands, um, you know, that, that's something that they get really, really excited about. And that's, uh, you know, that's super cool to be involved in that and to have those conversations and you know, build something that, that people you know, see the use of. Case DeVos, CEO of Momentum, MomentumToken.io. Case, thanks for your time today and good luck with your crowd sale. It's been a real pleasure, Joel. Thanks ever so much for your time. Good luck with the Bad Crypto Podcast and, uh, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll speak again soon. Take care. The Bad Crypto Podcast. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, the United States dollar was once backed by gold, a precious metal that we all know and love. True story. And, uh, 
It was. And that changed um, it, what Nixon did that, right? Yep. They got rid of that in 74, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, and we are no longer backed by gold. We are now backed by the trust of the Federal Reserve, the trust of the government, as it were, in the bank, the Federal Reserve Bank, which is actually not a government institution, but that's a different story. Gold is still a precious metal and still a valuable commodity. And uh, we have encountered some folks that intend to blockchain the buying and selling of gold, among other things, we have with us Mr. Robin Lee, the Chief Executive Officer of Hello Gold. Uh, the website with the consumer-facing product is hellogold.com, and those that are going to be interested in the ICO, hellogold.org. Welcome to Bad Crypto, Robin. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about uh, you know where I started here with with gold uh, once being you know the standard for the dollar, uh, but now that not being true anymore. Yeah, I mean, so as you as you said earlier, uh, the U.S. dollar came off the gold standard in 1971. Having said that, you know, gold still has a meaningful role to play in people's lives. Gold has been part of the financial fabric of society for literally thousands of years. And that's primarily because, as most people understand, you know, there's no counterparty risk of gold and it's an incredibly convenient store of wealth. That everyone from literally the man in the street all the way up to governments tend to hold gold, uh, no matter which continent you're from. And that makes it incredibly uh, valuable from an acceptance standpoint. All right. So you were the the former CFO for the World Gold Council. And so that would have been a place where you'd have picked up a whole lot of of knowledge and and contacts in the gold market. What were some of the things that you'd learned there at the World Gold Council that helped inspire Hello Gold? Well, uh, the World Gold Council as an organization also ran the world's largest gold fund, um, the New York listed uh, GLD. Uh, It's basically a 35 billion dollar ETF that's fully backed by gold. What we found pretty interesting during that time when I was at the World Council was that the more fortunate people amongst us were able to use gold not just as a uh, wealth preservation tool, but also as a means to get access to financing, you know, uh, ultra high net worths or funds will have GLD and they could put, they could effectively borrow against that gold. And essentially what what we've done in Hala Gold is just take, taken that basic concept and we've brought it to the man in the street to enable folks to save with a very simple product and also use that to get access to uh, financing. Two things that most pe- a lot of people in emerging markets don't have access to. And so what you're doing is you're, uh, you're, you're blockchaining this opportunity. So how exactly does it work? How does one put gold on blockchain? Well, in, in Halogo's case, we're using blockchain technology in two ways. One is to create a database of our customer transactions, uh, and we're putting that on blockchain because we believe that that would give us a much cheaper and more scalable platform. And secondly, a, a more robust uh, platform in terms of immutability. In terms of the tokenization of the assets, uh, what gold does, it gives us two benefits and our customers two benefits. One is the transparency that tokenization affords the customers 
as well as regulators because our tokens will, will be on a public network. And secondly, it gives us the ability to uh, scale up incredibly fast because it means that we don't need to be in a position to offer our mobile app on a country-by-country basis, but we can effectively give uh, the gold products to folks anywhere in the world, uh, regardless of whether we've been able to set up shop there. That makes it pretty handy. Um, I'm curious about this, though. So you guys are storing the gold uh, there in Singapore, right? I've always heard, especially because I, I've my one question about this really is, is a my 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 problem that I that I'd like you to maybe explain is that you know since you've been in you know with the World Gold Council you know that a lot of the gold is actually paper gold right and it's paper silver there's not actually physical gold and one of the things that I've always been you know told as an investor is if you don't hold the gold in your hand you don't technically own it. So how do you guys solve that problem for investors or for people who are, you know, thinking about investing in gold, knowing that the majority of gold, there's like 500 times more paper gold than there is actual gold that's being traded in these these different contracts. So how how are, how are you guys able to address that? Okay, so uh, first of all, the difference between paper gold and, uh, and the gold that we have, there are basically two ways in which financial services firms can provide a customer with uh, gold uh, short of the physical bullion that you can buy from bullion dealers and banks. One is unallocated gold and the other is allocated gold. Unallocated gold is, you know, in one way, is no different from, you know, anyone going to the bank and depositing a chunk of change with the bank. You know, you put in $1,000, the bank can take the $1,000 and effectively lend that out. Uh, in the event... Uh, that there's a run on the bank and everyone were to go in and take out deposits, the bank will not have enough cash to, to give out to all the depositors. And that's where you have uh, depository insurance in most countries where that comes in. Uh, so unallocated gold is, is basically that. And there are effectively some credit risks with, with that form of gold, and you could call that paper gold. Allocated gold, on the other hand, is effectively no different from you buying some gold and you running down to the local depository company and renting a deposit, a safety deposit box, and you put your gold in that safety deposit box. If you were, if, even if the depository company were to go bust, you know, you may not have access to the gold because the administrator is in there, but the administrator can't sell that gold because that gold does not belong to that company. That is your gold, you know, and in, in the fullness of time, you know, you'll have access to that gold. And that, in essence, is the key difference between a number of gold products are out there where they use unallocated gold versus uh, allocated gold. The allocated gold that Hullo Gold provides never leaves the vault, nor does it belong to Hullo Gold, the company. We manage it on behalf of our customers. It belongs to the customer. Now, in terms of the five times, 10 times leverage that you see versus the physical, uh, that's in the derivatives market, typically COMEX. Uh, as an example, that gold is unallocated gold, and therefore, you know, it can be leveraged out many, many times. Uh, again, you know, what we provide is allocated, uh, an allocated gold product. So I'm not clear on what the actual, which is the token, because I see you have an HGT token and a gold X token. So how, what are people that are investing getting, and what's the difference? Okay, if as an investor in the Hullabull token, uh, you're basically participating in the the 
project in terms of creating a gold savings platform. Our gold savings platform basically sells GoldX, the tokenized version of gold, to all our customers. So if you want to participate in the, the startup risk, uh, if, you, if you will, of Hollow Gold, you'd want to get hold of Hollow Gold token. If you basically want to get a token that's fully backed by gold, you'd buy GoldX. And you guys are doing the ICO for Gold X or for the HGT? We are. We actually done the ICO for Hollow Gold Token. We did a first round last year. We structured our, our ICO quite differently from a lot of folks. We believe in creating milestones uh, in our white paper, and as we achieve that milestone, we'll go back to market and we'll raise more more funds through the sale of more Hollow Gold tokens. So last year we we minted a billion Hollow Gold tokens. We sold about 250 million of those. We are planning to go back to market this year as we complete our milestones for our first round to raise a second round of of sales because we believe that that's the right way to go to market and, um, and ask for funds as we deliver against our objectives. Yeah, it's a much better way than saying, "Hey, give us 50 million dollars right now." And then we promise we're going to deliver on all of this. This is it's good to have the milestones. I like that approach. Uh, yeah. Well, and there's already there's an app there that I see. If you go to hellogold.com, this is the consumer facing site, and there's an app available for iOS and for Google Play. So you know, it looks like your technology is already you know you're you're doing this. Um, so where is it at as far as uh, the blockchain initiative? Okay, so the. You're right. If you go to hologold.com, uh, folks can look at what we've done. Uh, the iOS and Android apps are available. Currently, people can download that and play around with it, but they can't register as customers if they're not in Malaysia because Malaysia for our first year of operations is our proof of concept market. We currently have about 16,000 customers that have been onboarded, so they've given us their identification documentation and they're able to buy and sell gold and you know when we're in the process of working out distribution with two of our partners we have one of asia's largest consumer finance companies aon as our launch partner for the loan product and we are in the process of developing the loan product putting that into our, our app over the next quarter i have to say that that's has taken us longer than we would have liked. Exiata, which is Asia's one of Asia's largest mobile operators with 300 million customers in eight countries, is our mobile wallet partners, and we are creating an in-app app to be embedded in their mobile wallet, and we hope to launch that by the beginning of the second half of this year. From a tech standpoint, the uh, like as I mentioned earlier, there are two uh, uses of blockchain. One is for our customer transactions. Uh, we are beta testing that right now because we're live and, and we plan to parallel run that over the course of the next six months uh, alongside our conventional database. The tokenized version of our product is already available, uh, GoldX. We will be reverse engineering that into our mobile app because our mobile app needs to be token ready. We plan to do that by the end of this year. Nice. So you have developed and uh, you've launched a project that's got great aspirations you know, to enable low and medium income you know, customers to be able to buy and sell gold anywhere, anytime. That's, 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 a, that's a great initiative. Is there any other things that you'd like our audience to know about Hello Gold? Uh, yes. You know, you know, 
This year is a very important year for us. We are moving from proof of concept to proof of value. We are actually in, in the ramp up to launch our product in Thailand, another country in Southeast Asia. We're also spending a lot of time in the Middle East to get uh, our organization ready for launch into Dubai. And so we hope to get these two new markets up and running in the second half of the year. And we spend a lot of time working with regulators and authorities to make sure that they're comfortable with what we're doing as we go in country uh, with the mobile application. Travis, I think we should uh, we should launch Hello Aluminum. Mm. You know, so we can we could have our own uh, aluminum yeah, back or, token. Goodbye dollar <laughs> token sale. It takes place at hellogold.org. How does somebody participate in this? Well, okay, so right now we're in the process of ramping up for the second round of our ICO. Uh, we we haven't launched it formally yet, but people can register their interest at, at hellogold.org. We plan to go back to market over the course of the summer. And it appears that you're building your community on Telegram, if I'm correct. I see the link to it here. And uh, I just joined. And I'll bet you Mr. Travis Wright will copy me and he'll be the next one in Telegram. He always does what I do when it comes to Telegram. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. So we uh, we have launched a Telegram group to uh, widen the community. Our first our initial fundraise Last year was a very small fundraise. We were pretty conservative in what we set up to do. We raised $5 million in Ether uh, back in the day when Ether was trading about $300 uh, to the ETH. Um, now we're planning to raise a bit, a bit more because as we build our business, uh, our need for funding increases. You know, we were a single country operation last year. We plan to be in multiple jurisdictions uh, this year. Excellent. Well, good luck to you. HelloGold.com and .org are the sites to check out. If you're interested, you can see uh, all the information, white papers. If you go to the one site, you can download the existing app and learn more about the team and technology as well. Uh, Thanks, Robin. Appreciate it. Thank you. And there it is. Did you like them? One of them? Two of them? Three of them? All four of them? None of them? We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to go to the Bad Crypto Mastermind at badco.in forward slash mastermind and look for the post that has the uh, the show that we just did right here. And if there was any quotes in there that you thought were really interesting, then let us know what those quotes were or just give us your feedback. And we'd appreciate that. We always love hearing from you. Hopefully, Travis will have his connection resolved at his next destination while he's out of the country. And we will see you guys in the next episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Until then, please stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.